Hello and welcome to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that asks the seriously awkward health and wellness questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Vogue Williams, and today we're talking about coming out. Coming out is an incredibly intimate and courageous act. It's about sharing your authentic self with the people you care about, and it's a pivotal moment in the lives of countless individuals. But even in our ever-evolving world, stigmas and stereotypes continue to persist, casting shadows of fear and doubt over the coming out process. Society often imposes rigid expectations and misconceptions on those who are coming out. I'm joined by two inspiring guests who share their experiences and challenges while celebrating their strength and resilience. We'll also discuss the role of allies and supportive communities in fostering a more inclusive and compassionate world. So whether you're someone who is close, someone who's considering it, or simply someone who wants to better understand the coming out journey, this episode is for you. I'd like to introduce my first guest, Chelsea Grimes, a professional footballer, TV presenter, podcaster, and songwriter. She identified herself as bisexual in a 2019 interview, but considered herself to be a lesbian in 2021, age 19. Next up is Duncan James, who most of us know from his years with a massive boy band, Blue, who has since gone on to work in musical theatre and TV. Duncan has a daughter with an ex-girlfriend and came out as gay later in life in his 30s. I actually can't wait to hear your stories. I'm so glad that we can do it now. Okay, how did it feel to reveal your true self to other people? Yeah, I just had a whole lot going on for so many years. It was just a lot. And um, I guess for me, when I finally came out, there was like so many mixed emotions. I was like, I was really frightened. That was like yeah. a big emotion of being scared. The second emotion was like relief of, and it literally felt like I'd been carrying the biggest rucksack up Mount Everest for so many years. And all of a sudden, like the weight of this rucksack that I'd been carried had just gone. So there was that that relief feeling. And then there was also a feel of like, I don't know what's going to happen next. So like fear of the unknown. Um, and it was just like a lot. There was a lot because there was, I had a daughter at the time. I had a secret boyfriend at the time. And then, and then you came out as oh, bisexual. I was never married. Never oh, married. you were never married. Clever boy. <laughs> <laughs> but then you came out as bisexual and then you came out as gay, which I didn't know. And I was like, I actually read that. I was like, oh, that's well, me out of the running. Thing. There's a whole thing, and I realized this thing when 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 the when the paper when the newspaper did the story and it was bisexual. Um, everybody was like, "Oh, bye now, gay later." That was the whole phrase. Yeah, oh, really. Bye now, I feel like later. it's a soft way in, isn't it? Soft way in. It's Did a soft way. Yeah. Do you reckon you always knew that you were like gay and not bi? Oh, fuck, it's so complex for me. Right, so very very quickly. <laughs> I was brought up in a very strict Catholic background, so I was the I was the ultimate, you know, good, good Catholic boy. I was the guy on I, when you went to church. That was me in the robe serving the mass for the priest. No way! I did it. For you were an altar boy. Altar boy for years, like a <laughs> lot. Um, and so I had all of the all of the added kind of Catholic guilt on me as well. And I always knew that there was something different about me. I think it was probably when a song by Vanessa Paradis, Jola Taxi, came out. I, I went to my mum's room and dressed up as Jola Taxi and came down with a microphone when she was having a dinner party, dressed as 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 Vanessa Paradis and started singing, Jola Taxi. <laughs> and I was like this young kid. And I think at that moment I was like, I'm gay. 
<laughs> I'm, this stuff is Vanessa Paradis to Jean a taxi and comes out at your mum's dinner party. <laughs> How does your parents not know then? Well, I think my mum, I never knew my dad. So it's it was just me and my mum. And my mum, mm. I think, Dan wanted a daughter. So she would she would put makeup on me and I would like be obsessed with, with her shoes and her clothes and stuff like this. And then I discovered Kylie Minogue in Neighbours, who I fell in love with, and I had posters of her all over the walls. Yeah, there was a lot of telltale signs. And maybe I didn't realize I was gay then, but now when I look back, I'm like, oh, Duncan, you were so gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's none of the other stuff. It's just the Kylie poster. <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> what about you, Chelsea? How did you come out? Mine was a, a bit... It wasn't it wasn't like a huge coming out thing. I think for me, a lot of my friends were gay from, I mean, early age. But I had a bit of guilt where I was like, I'm not like that though. Like, just so everyone knows, I'm not like that. I'm not gay. Like, it was a very thing. And my my mom, you know, she's proper scouse woman, loves it, working class. Like, and we go to like my football presentation nights and she'd go, oh, is she gay? And like, you know, you could tell from a young age, but I was... I was never like that. Like, I, it was just a play football and that was about it. The rest of it, I was kind of like, I don't know what I am. I was just exploring. And then I had a boyfriend. It's what most guys ask me straight away. I said, have you ever dated a guy? I'm like, yeah, I did. I had a boyfriend of two years when I was 17. He played for Liverpool. I played for Liverpool. It was like this footballing thing. But, and I, you know what? what's weird? I genuinely like enjoyed being with him. Like, yeah. I did love him. Like, it was my first little romance. And I used to, you know, go go to his and I, and I knew his sisters and his mom and he'd come to my house. And it was weird. Then I had my first experience with a girl when I was 19. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going back there anymore. Like, it just, it, it's, it is complex. Though. And then I told my mom, I was like, I think I like girls too. Mine was like, bye now. Thing gay later. Is that actually a thing? Yeah, and buy no gay later. I've never it's heard just that. a bit softer in, you know. If I was to go to my mom and I was still unsure as well. Like I was definitely dating guys a little after that, going like, no, I'm not gay. I'm gonna go and still test the waters of it. But I just couldn't. It was just so obvious to me. And you know, my one of my mum's friends, um, he's no longer with us now, but he was a gay man and him and my mum um, used to manage bars and restaurants and gay bars in town in Liverpool when I was a kid. And he used to always be like, she's a lesbian, she's gay to my mum. And my mum would go, she's not. But I'd be watching like pussycat dolls on the telly like with my mouth open. Like, and he'd be like, she's a lesbian. <laughs> I'm not. But, you know, it's actually one of them things. He passed away before I actually come out. So I always have a little like, Gordon, you knew it all along. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, it, it was just one of them things. I think now I'm so, I love who I am and I'm so okay with it. And But there definitely was a time where, I, I you know, I wasn't sure and I, I did have a boyfriend and I did date just to make sure and it's all that stuff, you know, I think you have to go through a bit. Yeah. I think my sister told me, because um, my sister's a lesbian, she told me that she kind of knew when she was eight, she was at the tennis club and she just started fancying all the girls at the tennis club and she's like it was from then no I mean she really tried to be straight like really tried <laughs> did she have a boyfriend and stuff oh yeah 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 she, yeah. She had um, a few. yeah she had a few 
uh, and then yeah, it was just that thing. That but I find I found it fascinating that she would know that young. Did you ever have like feelings like that towards girls? Yeah, but I thought I, you know it's that thing. What you know, my mom used to be like, oh, she probably just wants to be like her. But it was like, do I want to sleep with her or do I want to be like her? I think yeah. you know, you just they always used to push it on that, but um. Yeah, I, it was a confusing place, but I did not want to be gay. There's times when I literally, you know, when I was growing up, I, there was a show called The L Word, which is... I love that. Oh, do you know it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was my, like, you know, it's like Sex in the City, but a bit not, but like for lesbians. And it was the only yeah. thing. And I go back now sometimes, I watch season one, and it just takes me back to like 16, 15-year-old Chelsea, like texting girls a bit and watching it and like being ready to like shut the laptop in case my mum was coming out. But it was just such a good thing for me to see. It's the first time I ever saw like feminine women too and relationships, what it looks like between two women. I'd never seen it. No one around me. It wasn't on TV as much as it is now. It's not as accepted. So that was like my whole little growth as well. Were you like scared to come out? I know your mum was really supportive. My mum cried. Honestly, she cried when I told her that I like girls too, then it wasn't, then you think, all right, you built up the courage to say, okay, I like girls too. Then you're an even a worse hole because you've got to say one day, actually the fellas are gone as well. (laughs) I should have just come out and said it, but I I think it must have been like a fear factor thing. Yeah, because, you know, but I don't know why it was such a big deal. I think it was just, I just really didn't want to be, if I'm honest with you. I really didn't want to be. It was just... I'm Why just, do you think you were so against being gay? I just didn't know anyone like me. I, I didn't know a single lesbian. I didn't know any on the TV. I was just in football. I knew, obviously, a lot of my football friends had girlfriends and stuff. But my thing was like, oh, well, I've got a boyfriend. And then drastically after we first like experience with a woman it threw everything out the window for me and I was like oh my god so this whole thing I've been saying for ages who I am I've completely got to like remove myself from it because yeah it feels different it feels right for me I you know there's times I'd literally go to sleep and be like okay when when I wake up tomorrow I'm not gonna feel like this but I'd see a pair of boobs or so and I'd be like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was mad but Duncan, what about you? How did you feel about coming out? How did I feel? Yeah, so like it it was um it was needed to be done, to be fair. I had I'd I'd been in a secret relationship with a guy for about three years. Um, oh yeah, and it was like at the, it was at the peak of blue. So I was having all this success with blue. Uh me and this guy um we're just like meeting up secretly didn't tell a soul it was just literally me and him and nobody knew but at the same time i was like convinced to myself that i'm bisexual and and even though i like him i still like women so i was lying to myself basically um this kind of went on and it just got to the point where i started developing really strong feelings for him and i realized that i loved him and um it was at that moment Funnily enough, I was in LA, like where I am right now, and I was in my hotel room. And my mum was—I took my mum on holiday, and I just remember going to my mini bar in my hotel room, just drinking, downing all the little shots that I could find, and having the courage to then go and knock on my mum's door and say, "Mum, I need to tell you something." And I always remember she opened the door. And she, she bless her, she was in her in her nighty, and she was like, "Kid, been asleep," 
And I was just in a stay, a drunken stay. And I said, Mom, I need to talk to you. And she said, what's wrong? What's wrong? You're frightening me. What's wrong? And I said, Mom, I've got, I've got to tell you something. Sit down, sit down. And I said, listen, you know my friend that I'm always hanging out with? And she was like, yeah. And I said, well, he's, he's like my boyfriend. She went, what? What, what, do you, what do you mean? And I said, I, I think I'm gay, but I'm not sure. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm still like women. I'm just really confused. And she said to me, she said, I thought you were going to tell me you had cancer. That's what your mom said. I mean, I mean, the way you set that up there, like she must have been absolutely petrified. You're hammered, <laughs> knocking her door down. So she was fine. Well, she just thought like I was going to tell her something really bad, like I had cancer. So for her to say that to me kind of threw me. I was like, "What? No, no, no! I don't, I don't, I don't have 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 cancer. It's I think I'm gay." And we just hugged, and I just remember this while I was just sobbing, and she just hugged me, and she was like, "Oh, don't worry, it'll be okay, it'll be okay." And then she stops and she said to me, "Does that mean I'm not going to be a grandma?" And I said, "Oh well." I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I really, I hadn't thought about that at that moment. I hadn't thought about that. And then literally six months later, mom, I got something to tell you. I'm going to, you're going to be a grandma. And she's like, okay, now you're really blowing my mind. Like, what is going on with you? I don't know. Oh, was, sorry, mom. There was a, I put my mom through it. Bless her. Well, I'd say she was delighted. Do you think though that there's like a stereotype, um, around or a misconception uh, like about when you came out do you think that like was your mom or like did she have any misconceptions about it i think it was me i i don't know about you Charles, but i had a lot of issues in my head thinking that i was going to be queer bashed i was going to get fans like really upset with me the record label was going to be annoyed with me and i just had all these like things in my head that i was just what I was doing was wrong and I was going to alienate so many people. And at the time, there was these stories in the paper that people were coming out and getting queer bashed and gay bashed. And I was just like, I was frightened. I was like, I don't want to walk mm. down the street or somebody shout out, oi, faggot, or, you know, horrible names to me like that. Because I just thought, I don't, I don't, I can't deal with that. Um, yeah. That was all in my head. Like, thank God, none of that for me ever happened. And I know that some people have had to go through that and it's it's mm -hmm. disgusting. Um, but I was lucky. So for me, it was, I kind of sailed through my coming outness in a really kind of like easy way and in really accepting way. And everybody was just like really cool and didn't really care. And it was just like, oh, well done. Did, know, <laughs> did, people, did, did people know? Like, cause I remember my sister came out and I was like, obviously, like I know. <laughs> Were people like that with you or no? There was a, Obviously, Claire, the mother of my child, she knew from the get-go. As soon as she told me she was pregnant, I was like, okay, I need to tell you about something. Tell you about something. She was like, you like guys? And I was like, how do you know? She was like, I've always kind of known that maybe you're bisexual or gay. Or oh, I was like, really? I was like, okay. So there were some people close to me who kind of knew. Um, and I think my mom, I think my mom wasn't sure. Like, I think if my mom really kind of looked into it and thought back, she would have seen all the signs. But because she was my mom, she just loved me unconditionally and didn't really like label me into anything. She just, I was just Duncan, her son. So she never really kind of like put me into any kind of box or labeled me. She just, 
So she was a bit shocked when I told her, but then I thought, Mama, how could you be shocked? Like you dressed me up and I was with <laughs> Paris singing Jolly Texas. So like, how did you not know? So, um, yeah. What yeah, about was- you, Chelsea? All your friends and family, did, did any of them know? Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I think it's different for us because obviously you'd imagine Duncan's in the biggest boy band, you know, in the country, around the world. That, that comes with so much more. I think when I started thinking this, it was like 17, 18, I was just signing to my first record deal after transitioning through football and then I was going into music. And, you know, for me, like I said, there was still no outwardly award-winning lesbians. So it was very much like, played down I couldn't see it on the TV so I didn't want to come out and try and you know sign to a record label my first ever big thing I've accomplished and then go oh by the way you know I remember saying I wanted a, a girl in my music video and for the first one they were like absolutely not like you will you start you're coming out as a new pop star like you're going to alienate the crowd like can't you just say you bye and I'd fought what? so much to get away from that yeah. like that you know that year before it was really like no I, I am gay I'm going to own it. Like, I'm only dating women. I only find myself being, you know, attracted to women. I'm gay and I'm okay with that. And as soon as you're okay with that, to go into a new prospect in a new world and then get told, oh, don't say that too loudly. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's re- it's hard for a young woman, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, so it was always like, oh, you're never really going to make it like your true self. So, you know, when people are like, be yourself, but not too much. Like, so. yeah, yeah. And it, Pull it, it back. Yeah, it, it was it was tough. But um, no, I think I just, I love now to see, you know, the new music coming out. And I, like I said, I've got a 14-year-old sister now. Um, and everyone in her school is just fluid. And, you know, she's like, oh, th- she's gay and he's gay and they're non-binary. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, just a different world that we live in. Um, but yeah. It is. I feel, I still feel like there's still a bit of like a stigma around non-binary and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's such an educational process for people because you can't just like, it's hard sometimes to remember. Like, like I remember like I used to work in a radio station and Sam Smith would come on and I'd be so nervous that I'd say the wrong pronoun. Yeah. That I'd be like, really, I'd write everything down to a teacher. Yeah. But like, it's it's like but that still happens with me as well i think you know because i'm in the lgbtq plus uh you know people expect me but i don't have any non-binary friends so i I done a podcast last year with um courtney act and we spoke to someone who was non-binary and it was it's a brain train but as long as you know we're all on the same train trying to trying to you know do the correct thing but it, it is i think it's just it's a it's a new thing we're all exposed to and you know, listen, yeah. like I say, life, if you're just not harming anyone, you've got to let people just live their lives. You get yes. one. You get one. Exactly. Now, you were saying, obviously, in the music industry, that's a, like awful that they were trying to make you just pretend to be something else. But within football, you were talking about the having lesbian teammates and stuff like that. Isn't it weird how in male football, like there's got to be more oh, gay yeah. footballers. But why are, like, do you think that it's just that they just could never come out? They're just scared to come out? I mean, you see it slowly, slowly, right, in different leagues, not in the Premier League, yeah, which I think mm. will be the first one. But, I mean, you know, I've I've grown up in football and, and you know, you, I can see how difficult that must be if you're there on that team and you're surrounded by 70,000, 80,000 
football fans who, you know, even when I've been in the crowd, I listen to some of the slurs and they're just, it's just the, it's not a place that you could feel comfortable in being yourself right now in time. And it is going to take more and more people to, to come out and go against it and, you know, what they're trying to do with racism and crack that down and be more yeah. pro with the gay community. But it's just, it's a generational thing. I don't think that's going to gonna go away now, if I'm honest. And with the women, I think, you know, they're just outwardly, like you said, a lot of the lionesses are mm. gay and a lot date each other. Like, I've been in a couple of teams where people are married. It's I could never do that. Like, there's <laughs> no, no way. If I don't pass her the ball, there'd be absolute murder. For <laughs> but, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I think it's it's a generational thing, unfortunately. I think it's, I don't. Yeah. I just don't know the answer to that, Duncan. What do you think? <laughs> what with with football is? Well, you, why yeah. do you think? Obviously, I know as a player, like how you want to just turn up, do a job, and you know you don't want to get slandered the whole mm. match. And I can just only imagine. It probably would be that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe, it's funny. I just watched the David Beckham documentary, which was brilliant, by the way. And I, I never realized. Thinking about that, so I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I just never realized like how brutal. The fans, oh. I mean, he, I never realized he went through all of that. So you imagine a footballer going through something like that and being gay. I mean, oh my God, it's just, it's brutal. It's like horrendous. Like I can imagine, well, I can't imagine it actually, but yeah. I just, it would be horrible to literally go into a football match, to be playing a game and having all those people just chanting horrible yeah. things. I mean, oh, poor David. I mean, he's obviously not gay, but he went through a lot of abuse for something that he did and yeah. you imagine going through that as a gay person on a football pitch I mean it just it's no wonder they're trying to come out yeah that's what I'm yeah. saying like you know wonder you know you you're just putting yourself but whoever does it first absolute yeah honestly like it's that's going to take someone special to really be yeah. the first in the Premier League but um, you know it's, it's bound to happen that. yeah it's mm. bound to happen but it, it's it has got to. You've got to crack down on on the abuse. Though what is allowed in stadiums still? I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But you know, right yeah. now, even when I still go to games, and you know, I've been going to football games since I was four or five, and some of the things that I'd hear as a mixed race female in the stands, like some of the racism thrown at players, some of the terrible things that they'd say about the wives. It's just like, how is that allowed? How is yeah. that allowed? But. Yeah, it's. I think it's just the generations have just got to keep improving the way it is now. Yeah, Duncan, when you came out, obviously you were in blue. Um, did you find that you got any backlash? I mean, there was a lot of really upset women, myself included. Uh, <laughs> I think I like guys at the time, Duncan. I was probably yeah. gutted as well. Absolutely <laughs> furious. <laughs> did you get any backlash? Um, did I get any backlash? Do you know what? Not really. There was there was obviously like some fans and stuff that were disappointed, and I, because Blue was like an international band, we we didn't just have fans in the UK. We had a lot of fans who were in different countries all over the world. So I did find that a lot of fans from certain countries who had um, uh, a religion a connotation attached to them found it disgusting and were really like, "I can't follow you. I think you're disgusting." you're going to go to hell and all this kind of stuff. So I got quite a bit of that, but then I understood because of where they're, you know, their culture. Um, and 
very much the UK fans were really supportive. Like the fans in, I had some very disappointed Italian fans. <laughs> it won Irish fans. So but it's fine. He went on to be with another boy band member. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think for Let's anyone? Gossip. If you had any advice for anyone coming out, what would it be? Um, okay, so my advice would be just be you. Be proud of who you are. Um, you know, shove two fingers up to the haters and just embrace you so you can live your authentic self and just be happy and i know it's easier said than done um but also my advice would be find a really good friend that you can talk to because it's really important to talk communication don't filter feelings get it out there how you're feeling even if you have to you know tell one person it's better to tell that one person than harbor all of those feelings in yourself because all of that is just going to cause you a lot of issues uh down the line so talk find someone you can talk to open up to and um and 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 be sure yeah that's a good one what about you chelsea you add anything i honestly just like i said before you know you get one life i think also i get a lot of messages from young girls just saying you know where they're from in the world and you know we're privileged to be in a country that's so okay with yeah. the community and we have a community here when yeah. i speak about me being gay and I wear it like a heart on my sleeve. It is because I'm saying it for the girls who aren't allowed. They have to marry a man. They ha it, like I'm just so allowed here to be who I am, and I'm so blessed, and I'm I feel so lucky, and I do not take it for granted. So I think that's one thing, and and also it, it's a personal thing. It's for different people. Like you can't, you cannot. It's not the right time for everyone. Um, as and when you know, I was much younger. There's people I know who come out much later. But I think, you know, when you get to the point where you don't want to not be yourself anymore, you want to be yourself. And I think that's for each individual. They'll they'll find it in themselves when the time's right. And I think also, we're doing all right, aren't we, Chelsea? So I mean, yeah. like, it's not bad, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> You're in LA. I'm in London somewhere. You know, we're living it all. <laughs> Duncan, you, you said you had a secret relationship. Was that really, like, was that not so stressful to hide for three years? like literally i mean the poor guy he must have i don't know how many times i rang him up paranoid at night saying you haven't told anybody about it have you like oh no i haven't said anything and i'm like okay. oh, no. um i was just really paranoid i mean that was for me that was that was the worst thing the paranoia um just sneaking around hotels and just having this double life really and i didn't even tell the boys in my band and i was because oh, i just felt so frightened i was literally frightened to tell anybody but it was like almost it became like it became like an obsession with him where i wanted to see him so the sneaking around became part of the part of the excitement do you know what i mean it was like not getting caught we didn't want to get caught so um and that kind of it was exciting and it was it was exhilarating but it was also really scary and dangerous so there was all many elements thrown into it but um now i'm just glad i'm out and i can just be me and i don't have to do any of that shenanigans like i did because i never want to go back there and do that sneaking around it's just it takes a lot it's a lot yeah 
I have a question here for Chelsea, but I actually want to ask both of you because I, I think both of you make uh, being gay look easy. Like you do. You just like, because, I think because like obviously you've got to a point where you're super accepting of yourself. But is it easy to be gay or or is it harder? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, uh, harder, probably harder to have children, maybe harder for different aspects. You know, I think... You wouldn't believe the stuff that happens, though, or what I've been through to get to this place. I think, you know, you see me now, you meet me now. I'm very, like, who I am, unapologetically me. Um, but it's it's definitely been, you know, it's been a challenge. It's been tough talking about secret relationships, like, you know, especially in in the job that I'm in. You know, when I, from when I was 19, I was dating someone who was, you know, a lot more successful than I was I'd just got into songwriting and, I, and you know they weren't openly gay I mean they're still not now and the situations that I've gone through and you know I've maybe been the secret which you would never think looking at someone like me who's so okay with themselves mm-hmm. there's been times where I have had to put myself back for the other person um, and that's difficult you know that that is that is tough it's not easy because um, you think you know if I was a guy this wouldn't be happening it's then yeah. it's then being gay is hard. Being gay is easy when, like I said, we live in a in a place where it is accepted more and, you know, there's dating apps now for, for being gay and you can find your community yeah. and friends and there's gay gym classes. It's so accepted. There's just, it's gay friendly in so many places you go, but there's definitely still times where I go, oh, being gay is actually hard at all. Yeah. I, I find that actually... Um just after I came out, I met a guy and I was kind of out and, and I was like cool with myself. And I met a guy who wasn't out and he wasn't cool about anything like that. And I would kind of forget. So we walked down the street and I'd go to grab his hand and he'd be like, what are you doing? Mm. I'm like, oh, sorry, grab your hand. He was like, no, 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 not out and about around people. You know, please don't do that to me. And I was like, okay. And that was hard for me because I had to realize and remember just because I'm out, yeah. it doesn't necessarily, and comfortable, it doesn't mean that I, ha- I have to be respectful of everybody else's situation and circumstance. And he was not comfortable for various reasons. So that was kind of hard for me. But then I had to remember, well, I really liked him and I, yeah. I have to be respectful to him. So I had to I had to do what he needed as well to show him that I was there. And I thought, okay, in time, I'm hoping that he's going to be more comfortable and down the road, maybe he can come out. Yeah. Um, but it was it, it can be difficult for people and you've got to take into account people's family lives, people's people's backgrounds, what what their situation is, is always different to your own situation. And yeah. just sometimes you've come out and you're free, you have to remember that their situation might be a little bit more mm. complex. Um, which is frustrating because you just, you know, as you know, Charles, when you're out, you just want to go, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> Rainbow and <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you know what I mean? But sometimes it's like, um, it's hard because that other person might be like, oh, hell no, I am not skipping down a rainbow road with you right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm staying on my own cloud. Also, you know, silly things, just I always tend to think, you know, when guys come over to me and my girlfriends, like, we're sat at a bar and, you know, you get the guys, who are, oh, can I get involved? Or like they shout things. Mm. or the, And it's like, I always just turn around to them and say, you know what, I appreciate you trying to buy us a drink and I breathe. But you would never go over to that couple over there opposite or see with the guy and the girl and you wouldn't go and ask to buy them a drink, would you? It's that annoys me so much. I'm just like, 
just treat us all as just couples. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to get involved just because we're women. We're perfectly fine to get up this escalator ourselves without having people like, or just buy me own drink and dinner. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, just leave it. It's it, it just really, that is the only infuriating part I find where it's like, you just wouldn't do that to a man and a woman. You just wouldn't. No, you definitely wouldn't. You wouldn't. Chelsea, Chelsea, you said growing up you felt quite alone and then you kind of found your community when you started playing football. So tell us a bit about that. Well, it was practically because I was alone. I didn't have any brothers <laughs> or sisters. It was just me. But you were just alone. <laughs> I was just a lonely child, yeah. It was just me, a football, and um, and that was it. My mum, uh, my dad passed away when I was a kid, so it was it was just me and my mum just living the best that we could. And, um, you know, I, st- I just remember it so clear at school. I'd always be with the boys at break time. You know, all the girls would be making daisy chains and I'd just be like, on oh, my head, like, to be with the boys, <laughs> just like up to no good always. But um, when I first played for Liverpool, I signed when I was nine. I'd seen the, I think my granddad had seen it in the newspaper, like a soccer school. And I went down and it was the, I could cry about it now because it was the first time I walked onto the AstroTurf and just saw like a sea of all little girls like me in the football kit and the coat, just playing football. And I'd never seen that before. And I was like, oh, I'm home. Like, this is where I belong. And it was just, that's how I felt like coming out as well. It was that kind of feeling like we all have this similar ground. You know, I yeah. could never relate to when girls were coming into school saying they slept with this guy at the weekend and they were doing oral sex for the first time with a guy I've never, like, I was just like, no, I can't. Like, that's just, I couldn't get involved with the conversation from such a young age. It yeah. felt uncomfortable for me. So, yeah, it was it was definitely played football. It's definitely, it's given me the confidence, for sure, to be myself as well. Once you find your crew as a young play, as a young person, I think you just grow massively. Yeah. That's when, when... that, actually. Sorry to cut you, Vogue. It was no, just, go I was for it. Because I was a single single um family my mum raised me on her own and i had no brothers and sisters and i was that kid at school that was always with the girls um and i didn't want to play football with the boys so i was always, i was i was the one who was doing the daisy change yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is mad isn't it it's literally the same story but just completely at the other end of the spectrum wild so funny. what were you like vogan school i was like a little tomboy was you yeah, people think I'm really girly, but I'm actually not at all girly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little tomboy. Well, so you and your sister, how yeah. did you know that she was gay? I do you know what I do. I I just always did, and I knew she'd been kissing girls and stuff in school because you know everyone like everyone was kissing girls like we all did it when we were younger and like but I was like. God, she's like really kissing a lot of girls now. Like this is going on a bit like it's going on a bit long. But I remember her coming out to my parents and her being like really worried about it. And like we went for like I'd done two lunches with her for her to tell my mom. And we had to get we wanted to tell my mom on her own before telling our stepdad as well. And I was like, I am not going to another lunch with you. This is the last one I'm going. So you better do it. But like I never even thought of like how difficult it must have been for her because like I just I, I was like just tell her who cares and then uh, yeah so that's kind of how she came out how but did I think she, take it? she kind of it's funny because I asked you that question she kind of one of the first things she kind of said was you're choosing a very hard life and it's like yeah. you're not I'm not choosing that life 
it's funny because even people now, they're like, would she not go out with him? And it's like, yeah. she's a lesbian. No, she would not go out with him. It's, it's, it is bad though, because even speaking like this, it, it takes me back to another relationship that I had. And to be honest, like I said, you can be perfect together and you can have a great relationship, but you know, family does matter. You want the family yeah. to like you. If the family is struggling with it, it can break your whole relationship down. And I've, I've oh, definitely yeah. had relationships break down because of not being accepted by families. And also, you know, I don't want to touch on this too much and keep going back into the industry, but it's still a thing now. Still managers of people that I know and people in powerful positions still dumbing it down a lot of the time for certain people. And and even for myself, just saying like, you know, and I'm so strong against it because we're, we're the the people that the younger generation now are looking at. We need yeah. to be so okay with it. And just, you know, I, I try and talk to me inner child a lot of the time. Like, and it's just, yeah, I'm trying to be that person for, for little Chelsea, you know, and I think it, it's still got a bit of work to be done, like you said. Yeah. Do you think it's funny though that the football industry was so okay with it and then the music industry you're still kind of like just get with the program. When did you feel comfortable um being gay when you were younger? Like was it 19 when you kind of came out or I honestly still I think realistically like I would never be called a lesbian. Oh, I hated that word. <laughs> like I would be like oh, I'm not a lesbian. Just don't say it. just say I like girls. Like there was such a big thing on that word for me when I was younger. I think lately, maybe the past six months, I'm okay with it because I'm getting, you know, I've passed 30 now. I think, okay, I'm a, I'm a real lesbian now. But when I was younger, <laughs> I was like, do not, no, don't use the L word, literally. Um, it was just like, I just like girls. I just, I, I'm into girls. Can we keep it that, like, loose? I really didn't want to be boxed. I was uncomfortable still with certain words now I'm like throw them all at me I'm fine yeah. with it but yeah. I think it, it's probably I'm not gonna lie really comfortable with it maybe like a year two years fully completely okay with myself yeah well, I'll be honest yeah what about you not you Vogue <laughs> Duck. <laughs> well <laughs> I didn't I didn't come out until I was like 30 so I came out in quite a strange way because my coming out was in a newspaper I decided to do the story um and it was the most scariest thing i'd ever done and i just remember being absolutely petrified and i remember when the when the story came out in the paper at the weekend it was like a big double page spread thing i had to leave the country and the guy who didn't who was talking about the who i was kind of dating he um he he was cool he just said to me listen let's get out of the country we went to pa we went to france we went on a, a vineyard Oh, so gay. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely gay. <laughs> we went to different vineyards around France, like in these chateaus. And I just was, I was just getting drunk. I thought, I just want to blot out what yeah. is going on in the UK. I, want, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear anything. I just want to, it hasn't happened. So I just, I went to France and yeah, went to a lot of vineyards. But um, it was just more about being scared, actually, about the stories coming out and how was it going to be perceived and how I was going to go down. And it was, more in my own head it was like i created this is a whole big thing and actually it was such a tiny little thing and um not obviously to me it was a big thing to me but to everybody else it was just like oh well done you've come out but um, yeah yeah 
But then in my 30s, I then started to really enjoy myself because then I was like, okay, I can be me now. And like yeah. all through all through the height of my career, I wasn't able to be me. I was like completely hidden. And so I couldn't really enjoy Blue like the first time around because of this no. secret that I was carrying. So always in the back of my mind, I was a bit like, you know, this is this is dangerous. This is this is this is not cool. So yeah. Well, it's good you've gone on tour again, because now you can properly enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, <laughs> do you think the world is more accepting now of LGBTQ plus uh, people and their rights? Yeah, I think so. It depends what country you're in. Yeah, obviously which country, for sure. I but even feel, I not. even feel so, like, I do feel like even in other countries that they are like, like, let's say Dubai and stuff like that. I feel like they're trying to get better. Even with Saudi, I know like, like, like people, the Saudi family employing openly gay people because like, so that to me, I'm like, oh, maybe like there's going to be something different, but I think there's still a, a really long way to go. I think, I think the trans community are getting a real effect. Yeah. Uh, and I really um sad about that because I, I've got many friends who are trans mm. um and they 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 seem to be getting a massive lot of uh of, of the bashing at the minute which is just wrong and even in the UK do you know what I mean um I've been watching Married at First Sight uh which I'm obsessed with and there's a trans girl in there called Ella and she was getting so much hate online because of something that she did in the experiment and um I messaged her and I said are you okay and she said no I'm, I'm getting so much trans trans hate at the minute it's really upsetting me like okay babe stop reading shit because that's gonna first of all do your head in try not to look at what people are writing on the comments because people are just nasty and they're keyboard warriors so just and it's like a small group of people who make the most noise they've got the most accounts and they, they won't stop you just can't look at it yeah so but there is i mean for the trans community i i think we have got so we've got such a lot of work to do um and also, you know, in America as well, um, there's been recently I heard all these stories about they're trying to ban drag queens in certain states from performing, which is like, it's like, what? what's going on? Like, because they think it's wrong that drag queens are in the community um, and it's encouraging people um, in certain ways they shouldn't be encouraged. And I'm like, this is, what, what are you talking about? A drag queen is like, you go and watch a drag queen, a drag show, it's entertainment. Yeah, you know? drag show. And there's like states in America now that are banning drag queens from being able to come in and perform because they said it's rough it's crazy so there is certain ways that we're progressing i think but there's also some really crazy steps backwards that we're taking um in the world i think so. it's just resistance though isn't it i think we have come such a long way i think even yeah. from when i was a child like i would never just see as many same-sex couples just walking around the way yeah. I do now. Like, that's been... There's people now who don't have to be in secret. You know, even, like, 50 years ago, people were literally secrets of secret. Now, if you're in a secret relationship, everyone's like, why? Like, it's not even a big thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think now, yeah, I guess places are having a bit of a pushback and resistance, but 100% it's more accepted from when I was younger. Yeah. And it's, you know... It's only going to get better now. Like I said, kids in my sister's class in school, openly gay, are 14, 13, just like so okay with it. That would never have happened in my school, ever. Yeah, it's wild. Well, the very, fact, the, very, the very fact that we're showing 
on television programs, trans people, um, it's 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 visibility, isn't it? So yeah. it makes, as you said, it makes people feel more accepting and understanding when they see it on a television. I remember watching back in the day, Big Brother. I think her name was Nadia. Yes, yes. Remember? The winner. Like the winner. And yeah. It's been such a full circle moment um, and being so happy for her because she had won, you know, Big Brother. Um, and I just thought, wow, that was such, that would never have, ha- have happened, you know, say 20 years ago. It just wouldn't have shown somebody like yeah. her on a television on a television screen. So it really does help. And people like you, Charles, you know, you being your, you know, your visibility and how you talk about it is really important. But even for you as well, you know, in such a successful space that he was in, in a boy band, imagine, just imagine younger Duncan, if he could look at another band and there was an openly gay member, yeah. that would have took 80%, maybe not 80%, 8% maybe, but it would have took a little bit off of your back to know, oh, there's someone else doing it, still successful, still selling records, still winning awards. But it's when you are the fit, I can see it, it must be so terrifying for me. Like I said, I had my football crowd, but I was transitioning into, you know, the music entertainment and it was a bit weird for me. Like any, but just for you, I think you're amazing, Duncan, and just being so who you are and open and shouting about it. It's just gorgeous. It is great. I had Tell- Stephen Gay actually, he, Stephen oh, rescued, yeah. he, he, he was in uh, Boys Zone. Um, and I remember him coming out in the paper actually before me. And I just remember feeling when I saw his story, it made me feel sick because I felt so frightened that it was going to be me next. Oh. I thought, That's what I kind of felt. And then I kind of watched how he dealt with it. And then we ended up doing Dancing on Ice together many, many, many years ago. And I hadn't come out at the time. And I remember Stephen sitting next to me before we were going out to do the TV show. And he looked at me and he said, you're, one of, you're like me, aren't you? And I went, oh. And he was like one of the first uh, oh. that I had, I was, I was gay because I felt connected to him. You um, do? Yeah. Well, you do? Gone, and I read his coming out story and, um, and there was I like, doing a TV show with him and it was like, he held my hand and he, he just gave me a hug and I just never, I will never forget that. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's so yeah. nice. Whenever I'm walking, honestly, and I see like a, a lesbian couple just walking past, it just fills me heart with pure joy. I'm like, I'm one of you too. Like, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, Jelsey, you've had some high profile romances and uh, like, is that hard to deal with to have all that stuff in the press? Yeah, I think, you know, they're the only ones you, you know about, to be honest. There's been a nipple, but it's, it's, it's the job I'm in. It's the industry I'm in. You know, it's where I'm going to meet people. And yeah, it, it is It is weird. Imagine when, you know, you date someone. I guess it's for all of us. How do you even explain it? It's weird. I used like, to hate, hate it coming out because you're like, oh God, now like I'm going to, like what about next week when I go out with someone else? Like, <laughs> look like it's going to be next, next, next. Like, Yeah, exactly. People are like, you've got a type. I'm like, no, I don't. There's people in between. Like it's just... <laughs> But it, it's it's such a strange thing, you know, you start dating someone and then whatever someone wants to know about it. You would just never do that in a normal situation, though. People commenting, like, online, like, writing. Yeah. I'm getting messages from randoms about my new relationship. Like, I just think, again, in a bar, would you as a normal human being go over to someone sat there as a couple and start slating them? <laughs> you just, you wouldn't do it, like... 
it, it's it, the whole thing's odd. I'm a very low key person. Like I'm kind of on the outskirts of it all. I love my job. I love my life. I, I'm very grateful and blessed. And you know, I'm not in it in it. So obviously, sometimes I've dated people who who are in it more than me, and it, it's it's a whole new world for me. It's it's very odd. Um, yeah. Like I said, the only thing you can really do is just be yourself throughout it all. If someone wants to take a picture of you, then fair enough. But I don't know why. I'm really not that interesting. You are. Don't go, do you think like coming out with maybe it took you a bit longer and stuff because of literally all the female fans you had that just fancied the pants off you? I think I just think the pressures of being in a boy band, having that kind of machine of a record label behind you and that pressure that you know that you're your 80 percent of your fan base is female maybe 90 yeah. you know what i mean so um there was just for me it was just i just i was just like this is a lot because i don't want to be the downfall of the band or i don't want to be the one that you know puts things in jeopardy and we get dropped by the record late so there's all those things going through your head and don't forget i was in i was 22 when i got into blue so I kind of went from 22 to 27, really hiding my sexuality because that was when I was at my, my, my peak of my career with the boys. And I didn't want anything to jeopardize that. I didn't want anything to ruin that. And I didn't want to be the one who was responsible for that. So it was just better for me just to just, you know, keep things to myself. That's what you, I thought. What I find fascinating as well is when we are thinking about coming out I remember it's just bad thoughts that we think just then when you were saying you know I'm thinking will I get dropped with the fan base but then you don't ever think but I might gain 20% of a new fan base we might yeah. sell more record it's never we no, we're, it's we're really down on ourselves and it's like sometimes I've had it through friends and people close to me you know where they're really like this could happen this could and I'm like yeah but also this could happen and this could happen and right. you've You've got to weigh both parts up, but we are really, I think when you're in that time and it's feeling so on top of you, yeah, you can only think negatively. I think if anyone's listening to this podcast now and feeling like that, just try and give yourself some good stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it could go the other way for you. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that's a really valid point. And you're right. I think naturally we all kind to fixate on the negative rather than look at actually the positive. And I think when you're going through something, um, and it's a big thing like, you know, <laughs> your sexuality, um, it, it, it is difficult because we have been programmed for many, many years and conditioned, unfortunately, by society to say that that is wrong. Being gay is wrong. You know, having feelings for the same sex is wrong. Um, that happened. I just remember being, you know, young and my grandparents were so like anti-gay. I wasn't yeah. even allowed any ever on the television because he was a disgusting man. And I was like, but he's funny. I love the way he crosses his legs over. You know, it would make laugh. My grandmother was like, "We don't watch him." Yeah, and I was like, and I never knew why. Um, but yeah. your the society back then was it was very much, you know, there's a saying, "Dirty gay," mm, and it's like, yeah. I'm not "Dirty." I'm not a dirty because I'm gay. Um, and I think a lot, unfortunately, a lot of past ways have come through forward, so that it kind of, do you know what I'm saying? It kind of makes things yeah. makes you look at things. In, in sometimes in a shameful way when it shouldn't be shameful. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It's easier than... It's conditioned, like you said, that's a key word, it's just conditioning and that's why things like this are so important and while I'll always speak about it and 
and be open about it because just why there's nothing to be ashamed of even though like I said just bringing up now and speaking about it go back then I do remember the days where I used to like go to bed at night and just hope that I would wake up and not fancy women if I could change it about myself back then I probably would have but it's not something I'm choosing. I never woke up and you know what I'm going to do to be a bit edgy, be a lesbian. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't get to choose. And that's what I say to try to explain to most people. Like, it is really not a choice. It's just, like, I've been given brown eyes, you know. I've mm-hmm. been given a, a fancy women. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a choice. Duncan, how did you tell the blue boys? Oh, gosh. So, signing... <laughs> Diamond Webb was the first one I actually came out to. So, I, I, you know, you need to think, right, I need to pick one. And I thought, well, <laughs> Anthony might... Tactical. And, yeah, I thought Anthony's like very much football kind of geezer, loves his beer, loves his football. I just thought, no, nah, he's I can't come out to him. Lee, I thought was, I don't know what Lee's going to, who's he, he, who he's going to tell. I thought he's, <laughs> he's got loose I, don't, I can't trust Lee because I don't know who he's going to go around and start talking to. But where Simon, for me, Simon was, he's a, he's a bit older than me. He's like, he's the eldest in blue. So he is kind of the voice of reason, the very calming one. He's also very like quite a gentle soul. And when I looked at who am I going to tell first, I thought, right, it's got to be Simon because Simon's going to keep it secret. He's not going to tell anybody. And he's going to be like a brother to me that is going to protect me. And he was. And he was the first person that I told. And then when I did come out, I remember Andy going, what did you tell me, bro? <laughs> and then what? I was What about coming out to your daughter? How was that? So that, 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 yeah, that was, that was uh, an interesting one. Because my daughter um, was a ballerina or she is a ballerina. So from a very young age, she's been very much in the ballet world. So she has been surrounded by guys who were gay um, or not even realizing that they were gay back then. Do you know what I mean? When they were young, young. And now she's in a in a ballet school where she's surrounded by a lot of uh, a, a gay guys. It was a lot easier for me to be able to have that conversation with her because she was in that kind of school. So, um, yeah, I, I remember her telling me once that she had a, a music teacher and that she was doing some... So, um, you know, when you go, what's it called? When you finish school and you go and have an extra lesson after school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grinds, we call it in Ireland. Yes. We call them the Hell. grinds, yeah. <laughs> Do you, is that what you call them over here? <laughs> no. Well, I know what you mean now. Just like extracurriculum or something. Yeah. Extracurriculum. She was having an extracurriculum activity. <laughs> and I remember ringing me up and saying that, that while she was doing the lesson, um, the music teacher's phone rang, and it was a guy like like half naked on the on the phone. It came up with his face, uh, his picture, and he quickly took the phone and ended the call. And, and she said he looked really like uncomfortable, like I saw who it was on the phone. And she was like, "I think my music teacher's gay." And I was like, <sighs> "Okay." So that was quite yeah. But I think because I've always had a very much you know daddy daughter relationship with my daughter, I've always been able to like talk to her and from an early age me and her mum always explained to her why we're not together and um she might end up having you know more than one dad i might might meet my might meet a husband so he'll become a stepdad to her or claire might meet another man and become a she'll have another father with him so but i would always be daddy number one so yeah well i think um, 
for me, I think just to, just to touch on it, I'm really I'm really lucky that I had the opportunity to be able to talk to her and have such a great open relationship with her now, where I can just talk to her about things and she can talk to me about things. And now she's 18. Um, wow, just 18. Wow, you've got an 18 year old. Oh, I thought she was five. She's <laughs> 18 now, so she, it's mad because like we talk about yeah, we talk about stuff like all the time, and it's great because I remember. When I wanted to, talk I'd about love it. to have a gay dad. It was like, come on, baby, let's go shopping. I like, I love boiling it with stuff like that. And so yeah, I, I love being a gay dad. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Do you have a partner at the moment? I've been with my partner for five years. Wow, I mean that's a long time. Five years this month, yeah, five years. That's amazing. And that was interesting. When I got her to meet him for the first time, that was a whole thing for me. I was like, okay, my daughter's meeting my boyfriend. That's a, That was a big deal. But um, she was cool. She really liked oh, yeah. him. I said, you like him? He was like, no, I really like him. Oh, uh, that's really cute. Yeah. And it was nice that I could say to her, what do you think? Do you think he's nice? Yeah. <laughs> Just to get her like feedback about my partner, I really liked it. So, no, and I was really happy when she told me she really liked him, so. Oh, that's really cute. Both of you, I mean, you've given so many words of encouragement, but for anyone who's thinking of coming out, do you have anything else you want to add? Go on, go on, Charles. I, I don't, I'm trying to think what we can add, but honestly, I just think. I think you've said a lot. I yeah. think we've said a lot, yeah. It's just what I keep going back to is, you know, you've just got to be yourself. Just yeah. what Duncan said, live authentically when the time's right for you. You don't have to go and do it right this second. But just, you know, put your hand on your heart, like feel you, like just feel yourself, know who you are and, and just take a leap of faith. And like Dunk said before, you know, if you've got friends you can speak to first and, you know, slowly, slowly or all at once, it differs for everyone. There's not like one rule book on how to come out. You'll, you'll figure it out, but just wishing everyone the best of luck really and I hope you know they get to live themselves yeah I think adding on to that I think it's really important to know it's never as big as you think it's going to be you it's that's what you. he said <laughs> yeah. hey. oh. it's not it's it's always big for you because it's like your world is your issues your thing but actually when you think about it it's never as big as you think it's going to be um, and I think we all get so wrapped up in our own feelings um, that everything becomes like, oh my God, it's like the biggest thing in the world when it really, it's really not. And I think the most important thing to do is try and find somebody that you can talk to. Um, yeah, like Chelsea said, just just don't feel feelings. Find somebody you can talk to and 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 be true to yourself. And enjoy, enjoy yes. the gayness. Enjoy Go it. on, come to the other side. <laughs> We'll see you on a Kylie show very soon. <laughs> Thank you both so much. I loved that conversation. It was oh, great. So I loved Thank it. You. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much to my amazing guests. I absolutely loved that episode. I hope you loved it too. If you did enjoy it, please do rate, review and subscribe because it really helps people find us. Until next time. <laughs>